the gladiator mentality and people look at us like, oh, okay, really? Right, yeah, really. All right, let's do this. Diamond Envy podcast. I'm your host, Tyler McComas. Diamond Envy is always brought to you by Cavens Group. Check them out, cavensgroup.com. A happy Mother's Day to uh, all of you mothers out there and those of you that play the role of one. I am currently recording and watching the NCAA selection show where, surprise, surprise, OU is the number one overall seed again. That is not shocking. However, I, you, everyone else that's been watching the selection show tonight, um, how is Alabama a five seed? Does anyone have a – does the committee have a good answer? I'll be interested to see what the committee says about Alabama, where the storyline this year has been, wow, they're just not very good this year based on what we thought that they would be. I am shocked. Alabama is the number five overall seed. Surprised that Oklahoma State is the number six overall seed. They've lost a ton of games down the stretch. Obviously, the committee likes their entire uh, body of work, but you lose 11 out of your last 13. I wonder if that's the first time that that's ever happened, where a team gets a top eight seed when they've really struggled the way that Oklahoma State has down the stretch. So top eight seeds have been wild. No surprise that OU is the number one overall seed, and uh, I am watching in in real time right now, so I will let you know. You will already know by the time you listen to this, but I am uh, still waiting to see who the number 16 overall seed is. So, as that's going to happen here in the next two and a half minutes, I'll say this. I never get tired of the hat games. I, I really, I don't, especially since OU seemingly wins every single time that there is a hat or a trophy on the line, and we got another one on Saturday, didn't we? Big 12 tournament champs. A win over that clown in the other dugouts, and another over that god-awful, god-awful burnt orange. There are so many available colors to pick from. Texas had every single color available to choose from for their school colors. And I want you to think about this. Out of all the colors in the world, that's the one that they picked. You probably have thought about this before as well, but it's still so wild to me when I think about it that way. I don't get how you choose that one. I don't get how you choose burn orange. Uh, but whatever. OU's heading into the regionals with a 43-game win streak. They'll play Hofstra in that first game. All alone is the second-highest winning streak of all time. And just five wins away from breaking it. Remember, OU can break the record in the final game at Murray DeHines Field. It's not going to be against the Utah Utes, as I just see that they got the uh, number 15 overall seed. So DJ Gasso will not be playing his mother in the final series. In the Well, if OU wins the regional, of course. I don't want to get ahead of myself. DJ Gasso uh, not going to come back and, and play OU this postseason unless it's in the uh, Women's College World Series. But remember, OU can break the record. Final game at Marita Hines Field. And I want that record, just like I said on Friday. I want it. I really want that record. Maybe it's a little bit greedy of me. I want the national championship more. Don't get me wrong. But I, I really, really want that record. We're about to figure out who the 16 seed is. By the way, uh, OU gets Hofstra in the first game, Mizzou and Cal, along in that Norman Regional. It's a favorable regional. We thought it would be, it should be, for the uh, number one overall team in the land. And uh, I would say that that's one where 
sure, like Cal's had some good moments this year, but should OU be pretty heavily favored in all these games? Yeah, I, I'm going to guess that's the case. Hey, good for DJ Gasso in Utah, though. I know a lot of you stayed up late on Saturday night and watched Utah win the uh, Pac-12 tournament championship game over UCLA, which is a lot of fun. They're a team that is trending at the right time right now. They're a fun program. Again, there's a lot of familiarity with the with the Utes. Uh, with DJ Gasso and Paige Parker. So good for Utah. If there is a second team I am rooting for in the NCAA tournament, and I feel like most of you will be there along with me, might be the old uh, Utah Utes for me. Might be Utah. So some thought they would be the number 16 overall seed. They get the 15 seed. Here we go. Watching in real time. Who will, ooh, the Clemson Tigers are the number 16 overall seed. It could be the Clemson Tigers coming to Norman. If OU sweeps the regional 3-0, it could be the Clemson Tigers that face OU with the Sooners having a chance to uh, have the uh, biggest winning streak of all time. So Clemson, all right. You know, we'll, we'll see if they make it out of their regional or not. But I don't know if uh, anyone's really surprised about Clemson at 46-19 and 19 being that 16 seed. But whoever was in that spot, that was going to be one of the more intriguing selections of the entire tournament. Again, I don't understand how Alabama's the five, and I'm still surprised at Oklahoma State being the six, but even at OSU at number six, I'm way more shocked at Alabama being at five, and that's probably going to be the big storyline from this whole thing. So there you go. There you go. Back to Saturday, though. I thought OU played well. Um, Gave up the one home run, but I thought overall the pitching staff was great this week. Um, out just outside of that one home run that uh, Nicole May gave up, but love that Nicole got the start. Jordy shut it down. Jordy's just been so great in that closer role, and we know what she can do as a starter, and now we know what she can do even as a base runner. And I think that we we've known that, but for some people that have been casually watching this year, you saw just kind of what speed and athleticism that she brings to the base paths, and it's amazing. You know, we know what she can do as a starter. We know what she can do as a base runner. But that closer role is one that, I'll be honest, I didn't think that we'd see a ton of this year. But it just fits her so well. And when I think of a great closer, it's someone who's not afraid of the situation, perhaps even thrives a little bit in it. It's not an easy role. You know, you may just hang out all game and then, hey, uh, go out there cold, get us three outs for the win. No big deal. You know, I think of a great closer of someone with high energy, a little bit intimidating. Jordy is definitely intimidating in the circle with the way that she stomps around. She just kind of has that closer vibe to her. Now, I, is she best as a starter? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, no one's ever going to change that. But, you know, I, I, I just really like her in that role, and I think she's excelled in that role as well. I like it better when she's throwing seven innings as opposed to one. I think we all know that. She has been excellent closing out games, and I think it's something that we are going to continue to see moving forward in the postseason. Absolutely. But, you know, I I sent out a tweet on Saturday that said Mariana Rivera, Trevor Hoffman, Jordy Ball, and not necessarily in that order. And I think most of you get that reference. Hopefully all of you get that reference. But I sent that out on Saturday, and I got a response that said Jordy might be the most complete softball player I've ever seen. She can close, start, pinch run, get a steal, pinch hit, and get a double. It's freaking wild. And yeah, it is wild. The more that I've thought about it, that was from Justin Becker on Twitter. And look, obviously I agree with everything that she has and can bring to this team. It's just crazy that Jordy's only a sophomore, and look at what she's already accomplished. Two-time Big 12 Pitcher of the Year, 
one national championship, thought of as one of the best pitchers in the game, if not the best pitcher in the game. But, you know, now she's added to the list of how she can help this team with both her base running and her offense. And it's wild to me that the best pitcher in the game, in my opinion, helps out the best team in the nation by running bases. You don't see that a whole lot, do you? But she has, and she's really great at it. And she was great at it again on Saturday against Texas. And, you know, just like Justin said, and and this is her second year on campus, outside of her elite ability in the circle, what are we talking about moving forward with how she helps the team? I know she can hit. We've seen that. It's very obvious that she can run. And maybe we see even more of those things coming up in her junior and senior year. And honestly, at least to me, that's, a, that's very exciting to think about. And yeah, maybe she ends her career as one of the most complete players in program history. I, I won't ever doubt that. I'm not, I'm not ever going to doubt anything with Jordy Ball. She's proven in the front half of her career what she's capable of. And what she's capable of is honestly to be one of the best to ever do it here. And that's, that's a full send on that one for me. Jordy Ball could be known, could be, as the best pitcher in OU history. Long way to go. Kalani Ricketts pitched here, after all. A lot of other great pitchers pitched here, okay? I'm just saying Jordy is on track to do some legendary things. And don't be that shocked when it happens. But you probably won't be. Um, moving on, got a little off tra- track there with Jordy. But back to the actual game on Saturday. Congrats to Haley Lee on Big 12 Tournament MVP. She pretty much cemented it with her, uh, her her claim with the solo blast early in the game and that home plate stomp that gets me so hyped up. I know I say it all the time, but it really is the, the coolest thing around. And it was pointed out to me, uh, it was like, a, it, it was pointed out to me that how, how poetic was it that a transfer won Big 12 Tournament MVP when you won the game over Texas and Mike White. Now, that's poetic because of what Mike White said of, well, he didn't say it, he insinuated it about Patty Gasso, right? But how, how, how great is that, that a transfer wins Big 12 Tournament MVP? Stomps on home plate when that dork Mike White is over in the other dugout just staring. I love that that happened after his comments. You know, I, it's, it's, it was amazing. And I also love that an A&M transfer was the one that did it to Texas like that. I don't care about A&M. Can't stand A&M. But the fact that an A&M transfer did that to Texas like that, along with OU doing it to Texas again for the fourth time this year, is amazing. I'm here for it. Uh, I love that Alyssa Brito had an incredible tournament. Still a snub that I'm not happy about. Still not happy about it. But she showed this weekend she's the best third baseman. And opened up the scoring, by the way, in the first game on Friday against Iowa State, which was great. Her first at-bat after being snubbed, she ripped, ripped that ball. Haley Lee, Big 12 Tournament MVP, should have been called safe, in my opinion, on that play. And in real time, I thought that she was. But Alyssa Brito had a great weekend. And good for her. I, Not shocking at all that that was the case. Not shocking at all that that was the case. Also not shocking is that OU showed they had the best fans in the sport. Which I think that that's been proven, you know, a long time before this weekend. But what a turnout in OKC. Jeez. 90 minutes before first pitch, and there's a long line outside of Hall of Fame Stadium. Again, it's not surprising. And at this point, I'd be surprised if there wasn't a massive line outside. But wherever this team goes, fans show show up. I've been 
calling it the show now for several years. It's what they are, the show. Everyone wants to get a glimpse of the show. Everyone wants to see the show. Everyone wants to see what this team is going to do next. And what this team did this weekend is won another Big 12 tournament championship and really didn't break a sweat all that much either. The game against Iowa State was over early. There was a little drama in the Texas game, but I don't know. I, I never really felt like OU was in jeopardy of losing that game, especially with all the fresh arms that they had going into Saturday. They, they really just kind of cruised through that tournament. And a ton of OU fans got to see it this weekend, which is cool. I think the Big 12 missed an opportunity not opening up the upper decks. You know, we just talk about OU selling a, selling out a football stadium of 80-plus thousand people. Like, that could happen. And, and, and they didn't even open up the upper decks on, uh, on Saturday or this weekend. I, I don't know if they would have sold out the entire thing, but the demand was so high. The tickets were so high on the secondary market that you could have gotten more people in there. Like, they may have gotten close to selling out that entire thing on Saturday for the championship game. I don't know. You, you, you would have been close. But, look, best fans in college softball. I'm not going to say that it's not even close because there's some really good fan bases out there. But I think it's pretty obvious who has the best fans in the sport right now. It's it's OU. And we'll see what happens next week at Marina Heights Field in the uh, Norman Regional. And as the, the postseason is here, I no shocker, I feel pretty good about things. And Patty Gasso... In her postgame comments, kind of you know gave off the vibe that she feels pretty good about things as well, which which was nice to hear. After seeing the regional draw, we, we got Hofstra in the first game, Missouri and Cal on the other side. Look, OU's the best team. That's going to be the case when they're the number one overall seed. We'll see what happens, but when OU has three legitimate arms, OU can go May, Storaco, Ball, any combination of the three. They can throw out Kirsten Deal in there. They can start May and Starocco and then finish with Jordan. There's just so many combinations that they can throw out there in this regional, which is so deadly. So I was always going to feel good about this regional. I was always going to feel good about the super regional matchup, regardless if it was Utah, now it's Clemson in the 16th seed. No matter who it was, I was always going to feel good. And in a regular season format, yeah, having three legit aces like OU has was always going to pay off. But here's where it really pays off. You're going to have three legitimate arms all on pretty much full rest in the regional and in the super regional. And that's priceless at a time like this. It's absolutely priceless. So as we get start, we get ready to uh, get the regionals underway this week at Marita Hines Field. Who's my national championship pick? I'm going to go with OU. Duh. I'm going to go with OU. Who's not going with OU at this point? The better question is, or the real question is, who are they going to play in the championship series? And, you know, we'll reevaluate that once we see the eight teams that make it to the College World Series. But I really like Florida State. I like Florida State and Tennessee. But I, I like uh, OU-Florida State rematch from a couple of years ago in the championship game. Really like that uh, rematch. All right, I want to tell you about Cavens Group before we get out of here. Uh, storm season is going on in the state of Oklahoma. And I see in the North Texas area as well. Hope everyone's safe. Hope everyone's all right. But if uh, if you've got any storm damage, cavensgroup.com or 405-573-3048. That's 405-573-3048. Gary and the team do an excellent job. What do we always say? Five-tool player like T.R.A. Jennings. Five-tool player like Jada Coleman. Both had excellent weekends this weekend. Maybe a five-tool player like Jordy Ball after what we just said about her. Oh. But Cavens Group can do it all. Gary and the team, they support this podcast, which we appreciate. Go support them as well if you have any emergency repairs, storm damage. 
and uh, any anything else of that not fun stuff that uh, that you have to deal with from time to time. All right, big episodes uh, coming up. I, I got to get serious now, you know. Kelly Breich was fantastic on Friday, was she not? Still pumped up about that episode. Got to get her on in the postseason. But it's serious time now. Here's the postseason. We, we know what the expectations are of this team. Win another national championship. But let's have fun. Let's enjoy it. I know it's the more stressful time of the year. But, golly, this team's so much fun to watch. Let's enjoy it as this team uh, has another pursuit, or has a pursuit, I guess, of back-to-back-to-back national championships. We, we were hoping and we thought that this team might be in this situation once the season started. Here they are. They haven't disappointed. Just one loss. Big 12 regular season champs, Big 12 tournament champs, number one overall seed. We hope they be in this spot. That's exactly where they are. All that's left to do now is to win the whole thing, win a, win a few more hat games, and uh, win your uh, third consecutive national championship game. All right, I will uh, talk to you later this week. Thank you for continuing to rate the podcast five stars. Thank you for continuing to leave nice comments. That is appreciated. That helps. Tell a friend about the podcast as well. Diamond Envy Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler McComas. I'll talk to you uh, later this week. We'll have another fun guest coming up. We'll preview this regional a lot more. Best time of the year. Best time of the year with this softball program coming up the next few weeks. Cannot wait to give you several episodes as uh, we move forward this next month. All right, Diamond Envy Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler McComas. Talk to you later this week.